regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast powered by AI. Everything you hear tonight, <laughs> everything you hear tonight, will be a hundred percent AI driven. We are machines churning in subterranean hovels, pumping out comedy for your that's what I'm gonna break now. Hell bent on thinking of what the next word in the sentence will be. That is like me in most intros. I'm basically <laughs> yes. like a broken server. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Little joke for you. We're humans. I'm Joe. That's Rigor. Steve. Say hello. Oh, hi. Sorry, I was thinking. <laughs> what are you thinking of? Absolutely fluid there, Steve. Yeah. You look so worried. I was. I don't know. I just zoned out for a second because it's really bloody warm in the in this room. Yeah, I, I am think clammy and I unintroduced. Like... Joe, who am I? Oh, your log. Hi, log. Thanks, thanks Joe. Well done. Um, I feel like you could like rings in a tree. You can go back in time through our episodes and find summer just by the episodes where we're like, we're really sweaty. We're taking oh, our showers so off. Yeah, we're taking our showers off. We're very low energy today. Sorry. Oh, no. It's going to be a shit episode, actually. It's not. It's going to be a really good episode because, Steve, what you got? I've got a voyage to the bottom of the sea. Oh. Log? <laughs> what have you got? <laughs> I'm going to die. Oh. <laughs> and I'm in conversation with the devil. High energy, high fun. Welcome to Regular Features. Fuck off. Features. The Regular Features. Spooky noise in your ears. Features. A regular feature Ghosts and wolves with teeth coming into your bedroom uh, Here's a joke I come up with uh, The uh, French rescue mission just found debris It also found a camembert and dalumi Nice <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah 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 but they're all dead yeah. they, found them. they found debris all around the Titanic catastrophic implosion yeah i meant they would have died instantly yeah like being crushed down to the size of a micro machine in 0.2 seconds oh, i think that's cool. a humane way to die how did they find them if they're all micro machines the yeah. technology must be immense i think they have microscopes on these modern submersibles <laughs> the thing is if they just thought to bring a micro machine sized submarine inside titan they could oh, racing all around that the- Racing around the railings of the, the Titanic. <laughs> and now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Treasures of the Ocean Deep. I almost <laughs> forgot how to say ocean, but I pulled it back. If you are a syllable detective, you may have been able to tell that I almost said ocean. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> Boys, ocean's been in the news. Yes. Have you seen? The cruel mother ocean. The cruel mother ocean. Circles. Our houses, hungry for everything within. Puddles coming through your letterbox. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sign of what's to come. 
Slap. You can sprint in any direction, and eventually you're going to come across Old Lady Ocean waiting she for there. you. She's, She's there. got it. She has the go, widest lap of all. <laughs> then you hike up your skirt and go, no, and run away in the opposite direction. Oh, Guess seaweed. What? There's going to be more ocean on the other side. The ocean's big. And as we all learned, the ocean is a dangerous place. It's a high-pressure environment in which if you're a brave tourist trekking on down to the Titanic, it could end disastrously for you. But along the way, I suspect that they saw lots of fun things. Some colourful octopuses, perhaps. A golden fish. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say golden coin, just spinning. <laughs> yeah, well, it got me to thinking, there are unbound treasures to be discovered on the ocean floor. So much more in space, in fact, than in space, that I had to call my old astronomer friend to talk me through what it's like to be an underwater treasure explorer. Oh we God. got there. <laughs> so let me just get him up now. Come on in, or come on through. Come on through. Yeah, <laughs> come in. Yeah, right, because he's in his submersible. So Sorry, the... you started with get him up. Where is he? Is he under <laughs> <Yeah>. your desk? <laughs> he's underwater. Are you oh. fluffing him? He's, he's on gonna... an exhibition right now. Oh, Let's tune I... him in. He's got a paddling pool <laughs> he's refusing to come out of. <laughs> Here we go. Hello and welcome to Oceanog- Oceanography Corner. That's the hardest word in it, so don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Oceanography Corner with me, Edmund Hankering, Britain's foremost expert in the Marianne Trench and the ocean treasures that are hidden inside. Right now, I am descending to the bottom of the seafloor in my homemade submarine to discover precious objects and glowing emeralds never before seen by science or treasure explorers like me. Let me tell you about my homemade submarine, which I had constructed in my front garden on a bank holiday weekend in May. It is the size of a wafer desk and is operated from a special captain's sling that swivels around and around to give me a 360-degree view of the ocean around me at all times. This is very important for detecting any seaborne prizes such as wet goblets and neutrally buoyant coins. <laughs> <laughs> but Edmund, I hear you ask, what about if you happen to be facing the wrong way and you descend obliviously past a jewel-encrusted pirate brooch that you might want to collect? And then, what then, what then, what? then well i've considered that too and have installed a special treasure detecting sonar to catch any bonus treasure that's located behind me while my captain's sling is facing in the opposite direction of the submarine let me give you an example of my treasure detecting sonar in action just last week i was piloting my submarine through an underwater cave and my 360 degree captain's sling was aiming toward an outcrop of coral i had mistaken for some jagged pink treasure Stupid, Edmund, stupid. But at that very moment, my treasure-detecting sonar began to ping urgently. Ping, 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 ping. So I knew I had to immediately turn around to avoid missing a big ruby or an opal. And I did, and there was a ruby. So now you know my treasure-detecting sonar works, and I do not miss any underwater treasure. (laughs) People often ask me, Edmund, how are you so good at finding the precious objects of the ocean deep to add to your enviable collection of salty trinkets? And I tell them, you have to befriend all of the animals you find down there. And they say, you mean dolphins? You mean follow dolphins to treasure, like on television with the castaways, where the dolphins lead them to the castaways? 
And I say, ha 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 ha, no, I mean seahorses. You see, seahorses are my good friends in the deep dark ocean, and they protect me from danger and give me the hottest treasure tips leading towards secret towards and ornate jewelry on my mini map. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't believe me, just listen to this. Last week, I was 4,000 meters below the surface of the ocean with my face pressed up against the curved glass and my eyes panning around in search of jettisoned yacht tiaras when a seahorse floated past and he looked at me and the seahorse said, Edmund, look inside your pocket. And I did, and there was a 50-pound note in there. And when I looked up and said, thank you, the seahorse was gone. <laughs> That's just one example of the many, many ways I'm being constantly showered in the generous riches and gifts of ocean bounty by my deep-sea underwater friends. Anyway, we're approaching the wreck of the Titanic now, so I have to get into my sling and start rotating as fast as I can so I don't miss any rare necklaces which are very, very common around here. Well, that's all from me. Happy hunting. And remember, always be on the lookout for treasure beneath the waves. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Edmund is the only character on this podcast where I'm afraid to laugh in case I miss an entire paragraph. <laughs> I, I I kind of time it when Steve breathes yeah. in. That's when I get my laughs in. <laughs> yeah. I was laughing really loud because I'd saved up so many laughs on the way. <laughs> yeah. So Mutually buoyant coins was beautiful. <laughs> the way you said ha 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 at high speed. Genuinely, I'm watching you live. I thought that was AI. I thought it was like an Animal Crossing character. <laughs> it's like Max Headroom. That was crazy. Uh, it makes me sweat doing Edmund hankering. Uh, yeah. But he, the boy does love his underwater treasure. And uh, he's. I've just, I've just had word. He's emerged safe and sound oh, from good. the deep. Fantastic. With billions of pounds worth of treasure. <laughs> Because just before this speech, you were talking about how how much you wish you hadn't written it, and I really thought you were going to kill him off <laughs> canonically. <laughs> that is his space and the deep. Now that's the two extremes of pressure when it comes to treasure finding. It is a bounty out there in space, but eventually, there's only so many arc seconds you can pan across with your telescope <laughs> mm. before you've exhausted uh, the supply. I want to see hankering in the Amazon. I want to see him discovering species. <laughs> Stay oh, tuned. Okay. If there's a disaster in the jungle, I might bring him out again. Oh, it was, like, it was, it was like, like two weeks ago all those kids got lost in the Amazon. We could have you could have oh, done it. Oh, man. Why didn't he exist when the Chilean miners were down there? Oh, man. <laughs> He'd be so good at spelunking. <laughs> He'd be chipping away walls with just the pressure of his vowel sounds. Of the day, match of the day, 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 football update. Football podcasting is big business. It's huge. Goalkeepers are doing it. Balls are doing it. The football podcasting business is big. And I think it's about time we get in the pitch. From mm -hmm. now on, all of my features will be about football. And I am motioning now that the podcast art should now have the bird in exactly the same position, and but the berry 
should be a football. So it looks like it's doing keepy uppies with his beak. Oh, yes. It could be the Tottenham Hotspurs bird. <laughs> it could. It could be the cockerel. Uh, you took it too far. I don't know what that means, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I went out on a limb there. It's a cockerel on the badge, and he stands on a ball. Or it could be the bird of a second team, which also has a bird as its mascot. The liver bird of Liverpool. <laughs> a see? mythical bird. You see, I do know about football. Birds are everywhere in football. <laughs> and in the case of this feature, also birds. Um, <laughs> this week, for my first ever football feature of an unending stream that will plummet us to the top of the charts... I'm diving deep into a scandal from the football world that is in the news this week, right? So, okay. in November 2021, this is real, three Chelsea footballers had a party. I'm going to introduce them to you so that you can keep up. Doing the voices? No. <clears throat> I was going to say. <laughs> Chelsea footballer one, Mason Mount. His nickname is Hard Legs because he has unusually large leg bones and has to run like a cat with toilet rolls around its legs. So he gets a, gets a damage multiplier when he does tackles. <laughs> then there's Ben Chilwell, nickname Pood Pood, because he's known for doing little trumps that give him an extra burst of speed. <laughs> and Billy Gilmore, nickname William, because he's very formal and wears bow ties, even on the pitch. Those three footballers at this party met a lady called Orla Sloan, who's a social media influencer with huge hair. Massive hair. Goes all over the place. And she was charming. She was well-travelled. And her hair was enormous. All of the footballers liked Orla Sloan. Mm. They didn't know she... I've just Googled that. That's real. I thought that was an Orla Sloan joke. (laughs) Orla Sloan had a secret. The courts have now heard, two years later, that Sloan, after that day, embarked on a campaign of seduction and stalking, targeting each player in turn. And after each player rebuffed her advances, she went on to publish personal details about their lives on her public feeds, emailed their families with lies about their relationship, and bombarded them with texts, changing her phone number up to 20 times to avoid being blurked. Ooh, <laughs> All of this is out there. But I've discovered an extra thing. Because one short section from reporting by The Athletic, which they never return to in their extensive long read on the subject, caught my eye. It reads, this is also real, The court heard of how Sloane had informed Mount she had an alter ego, the devil baby. (laughs) (laughs) What? In quotes, you and Ben will be destroyed, she told Mount. Beware the devil, baby Mason. I can morph at any second. (laughs) Oh, yes. Morph into the devil, baby. Right? Like some sort of werewolf. And they never go back to this. Did she explain, is she in control of it? I don't know. Well, I didn't know. (laughs) It struck me as odd that this was presented as an aside. Alter egos, spontaneous morphs, devil baby. Through what I call a Freedom of Information Act, by which I mean I splunked Mm. through the sewers and emerged in the judge's house through a toilet and stole his briefcase, (laughs) I have obtained all of Sloane's texts and discovered more about the devil, baby, and it's very disturbing indeed. I shall now read these texts. 
<clears throat> August 15th, 2022, 12.31pm. You and Ben will be destroyed. Beware of the devil, baby Mason. I can morph at any second. August That's 15th. the real one. That's the real one. August 15th, 2022, <laughs> also 12.31pm. Sorry, forgot to say that Billy will also be destroyed by the devil baby. Why do I always forget Billy? (laughs) (laughs) August 15th, 2022, 12.35pm. Hey, Mason, I don't think you're taking this seriously enough. I'm going to morph into the devil baby pretty soon, kiss kiss. (laughs) August 15th, 2022, 12.36pm. Babe. I can see you reading these texts and it's making me actually want to morph into the devil baby, <laughs> even though it really hurts. <laughs> August it hurts 15th. now. It's building it's up the lore. I love this. August 15th, 2022, 12.38pm. What do you mean I don't believe you? Devil baby is very real. I can accidentally morph into a devil baby at almost any time. All my bones shrink and my massive hair falls out and I turn into a bright red baby with a posh accent. It sucks, lol. <laughs> Ooh, her and boy could do a traffic light. <laughs> August 15, 2022, 1.05pm. Mason, I thought I'd let you know that my morphing into the devil baby is actually brought on by feelings of stress and anxiety and that's happening right now. Please get back to me so I don't actually morph. Thanks, THX. <laughs> August 15th, 2022, 11.31pm. Mason, I've been morphing for almost 10 hours. I know it sounds like it'd be a quick process, but it's really slow, so thanks a lot for that. Oh, yeah, I'm with myself. <laughs> oh, no, the voices, the vocals have started going. August 15th, twenty. 20- she was just morphing into the devil baby and back. <laughs> like, over and over again for 10 solid hours. <laughs> well, maybe it's, like, incremental. She goes a tiny bit towards the devil baby, then all the way back, then a little bit more towards the devil baby. And it's like a pulsating effect. How far apart are the devil baby contractions? (laughs) You're going to end up with stretch marks, love. Stop it. August 15th, 2022, 11.46pm. Weird red mask with big nose emoji. 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 August 15th, 2022, also 11.46pm. Hi, Mason, Devil Baby here, just to let you know that Orla's consciousness has been relegated to the Umbran Zone, and I'll be taking over for a bit. Lunch, sandwich emoji. (laughs) August 15th, 2022, 11.47pm. Ben, what's up? Devil Baby here. Just want to let you know that Orla morphed. I just invited Mason for lunch, actually. Keen? Sandwich emoji. Keen <laughs> fucking loves a sandwich. August 15th, 2022, 11.48pm. Billy boy, it's me, the devil baby. I was going to ask you to lunch, sandwich emoji, but Mason said that Ben said he didn't want you to come because of your impending transfer to Brighton and Hove Albion. What's that about? Reckon we'll be a pret about 12-ish. So why don't you walk past at that time, just pretend it's coincidence. No way he won't let you join. That'd be mad. <laughs> I like the devil, baby. He's, he's good. He's got August way 16th. Him. August 16th, day later, 2022, 3.01pm. Billy, I just want to say sorry for earlier. 
I know I said just to swing by, but when you got there, me and Mason and Ben were having such a good chat, and I totally forgot you were coming. So I didn't mean to scream so loudly that it smashed all the windows and plates in Pret, and you flew all the way over the road and bumped your head on the sign for Snappy Snaps. <laughs> Get some ice on that, bro. Sorry again, DB. <laughs> August 16, 2022, 3.03pm. Mace Benno, setting up this group chat, thinking I might call it Chelsea Daggers or something, lol. That was so fucking funny earlier when I did the scream and made Billy hit the snappy snaps. Can you send me pics? <laughs> August 16, 2022, 4.40pm. Mace Benno, tried to set up a group chat earlier, but I don't think it worked. Trying it again. Reckon I might call it Chelsea Smiles. <laughs> I was thinking, why don't you go do something really naughty to Billy to give him a good fucking off when he goes to Brighton? Put meat in his shin pads or something, sandwich emoji. <laughs> August 16, 2022, 4.41pm. Asterisk steak emoji. August 16, 2022, 5.30pm. Billy, it's DB. Listen, I don't know how to say this, but earlier, Mace and Benno were talking about pranking you on your last day at Chelsea by putting meat in your shin pads. <laughs> Obviously, I laughed it off, but I thought I'd let you know because I think it's actually pretty fucked up. August 17th, 2022, 11.21 p.m. Mace, Benno, check out this vid. I saw this urban fox in Putney and I thought, why not? So I ate it whole and then burped up fire. <laughs> <laughs> now I've said now fire. To... <laughs> Sorry. There's some law building. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've set fire to Dirigios. Fox emoji, vomit emoji, fire emoji. August 17th, 2022, 11.25pm. Guys, I'm so sorry. I just realized the reason I was in Putney was because I was saw on your Insta stories that you were in Dirigios tonight. And I wanted to look through the glass and make a godless wail to shit you up. You guys okay? Hope you weren't in the fire, kiss. August 17th, 2022, 11.27pm. Billy, fucking hell, I just did a brimstone burp at Dirigio's and I think Ben Boy and Mace Face were in there. Wonder if they'll be at training tomorrow. <laughs> August 19th, 2022, 6.66am. Mace, Benno, the ritual's complete. I've restored your skin and eyes and stuff. And I've even given you both special pentagram scars on your asses. If you press that during a match, your eyes will turn red and you'll run as fast as a dangerous raven. At least I could do, really. Hope we can grab some grub sometime soon. Love ya. <laughs> no sandwich emoji. That wasn't sincere. <laughs> August 19, 2022, 7.09am. Billy, mate, you got any milk? I'm gagging for milk because I'm a baby. <laughs> August 19, 2022, 7 11 a.m. Mace, Benno, do me a favor and nip out for some milk, would you? The ritual really took it out of me, and I'm still a baby and I need milk. <laughs> August 19, 2022, 8 a.m. Hey, you three. I know you've had your differences recently, but I'm setting up a new group chat for all of us because I need milk pronto. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Don't let your boy DB down now. I just need milk. August 19th, 2022, 8.09am. Please get me milk. I can feel Orla coming back. August 19th, 2022, 8.10am. Please milk. August 19th, 2022, 8.11am. 
Milk emoji. <laughs> August 19, 2022, 8.14 a.m. Hey, guys, it's all out again. I fought my way out of the Umbran zone after the milk shields were depleted, and I'm happy to say that the devil baby is now back in the cosmic sarcophagus. Thanks for not getting him milk. Drinks on me, no milk! <laughs> Devil Baby is very real, very dangerous, and all that separates him from us is a cosmic sarcophagus controlled by milk. With strong links to the Umbran Zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in the Umbran Zone. We all know it's in the Umbran Zone. Oh, right. I thought it was kind of a portal to the oh, Umbran wait, Zone. Oh, wait, no, she's in the Umbran Zone. That might be a whole separate sector of space. I'm not actually sure. To She's be on some Umbran Zone Facebook fan pages. Let's just say that. Damn <laughs> right. <laughs> Stories out there are crazy. <laughs> and now to sing this <clears throat> lovely ballad. Here is Mama Cass. Stars shining bright above you Night breeze a dream to whisper I love you Bird jumping up to eat a berry Reach a little peach for me Joe, Kevin, Matt, Dog, and Regular features they delight and thrill me. I'm still waiting for the name of my bee. Feature it a bitch for me. Hi guys, as you have probably noticed, I'm sporting a trendy new pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it's not the first time. I, lo- I did have some a while ago. I lost I lost my last pair two years ago, which is a real shame because everyone kept telling me how great those square glasses broke up the kind of mess of eccentric circles <laughs> that is my head and face. <laughs> hey, Log, people used to say, before I got my glasses, you look like the first lesson in how to draw a Mickey Mouse, but the ears are kind of inside your face and all fucked up. And what? I'd laugh it off. Because I knew that they loved me, really. And they'd continue. You're like someone really talented, tried to draw a fat-faced dickhead, but got bored and scribbled (laughs) it out, and that's what your beard is. My God, I don't like this at all. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And then I got my glasses, and the world changed. People started paying me for kisses. I got carried... (laughs) I got carried into an Ewok village on a palanquin. I was the living manifestation of the sun god Ra. And then my glasses were stolen, and I thought, ah, oh, fuck it, I can manage by guessing words from their context for a while yet. And it all worked out for me. But recently, my eyes have started getting wet, and that is some weird old man shit I am not having. So I went and got an eye test, and too late, two weeks later, these pretty ladies are on my head, and I couldn't be happier with who I am, the way I look, and I just wanted to say, Steve, I'm in love with myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. I, I love look. that that positivity. <laughs> look, you got glasses for the first time, it was the second time, because your eyes started getting wet. Mm-hmm. Did you just 
cry. Have you tried blinking? First, <laughs> did you cry for the first time in your life? No, you know, old men who just sort of like sit in their chairs with their milky eyes, the room. <laughs> sort of like just, they're, they're crying for no reason just because they're, it's, it's, so, called, it's called dry eye and it's because you, well, that's and ironically, it manifests pathetic. as wet eyes. Explain that, Professor. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the wetness has come out of your eye and onto your face. It's I genuinely because... thought you were asking Edmund Hankering to come back and explain dry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the way I understand it, it's called dry eye, and your body knows your eyes are dry, so it's just turning on the windscreen wipers onto full and just sort of jetting, and you just cry for no reason. You want to do the thing where you pull the windscreen wiper toggle back to spray... Onto the eye. The windscreen mm. wiper on a dry eye would, would make that horrible squeaking sound. Oh, yes. Maybe just Scar- onto intermittent and set the, set the intermittent ratio to low. I don't know. I don't know what it's This for. guy drives. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, I'm okay now. But the failure of my eyes, which is something that's only ever happened to me, and uh, the fact that Joe's feature about tinnitus made me realize that I've also got a really unobtrusive and manageable kind of tinnitus as well. Mm. It always just made me feel like my body is definitely entering the final stages of decay, and it's only a matter of time before I open my mouth, and instead of words coming out, it'll just be a train of beetles each carrying out <laughs> a carefully <laughs> pincered-off chunk of my lung. <laughs> and that will happen because I am dead. <laughs> so now, more than ever, are you getting beetles confused with ants? <laughs> no, no, that's what beetles do to dead bodies. I'm here to, prove, <laughs> to, to lend weight to that argument. <laughs> so now, more than ever, I feel like I should get my affairs in order before my sad, wet eyes roll out of my skull and into my dusty lap. And um, just for a moment, it will look like that's where my balls are, but no one has time to laugh because a crow flies in and nabs my eyes off my lap with its beak and one of them pops and it's gross. Oh, <laughs> gross. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to say no one has time to cry because uh, to laugh because you would immediately get an erection ping your eyeballs <laughs> up across the room. Inventing a new racket sport in the process. <laughs> Look, you are rubbing your eyes a lot. Now. Yes, because I'm on? sweating into my eyes now because it's a very fucking hot room I live in. And I'm sorry. Do your eyes want to be wet or do they want to be dry? Make up your eyes as minds as. Also, my, all I know is the fingers are the only tool I have to deal with whatever's up with them, and I cram them in there. <laughs> you've, you've also taken off your glasses. Which yes, implies because... to me that you just need to be sweating directly into your eyes at all times, and they'll be absolutely fine. No, that's because um, my glasses are great for long distance, and also for looking down at my phone when I hold it there. But the two-foot distance between my, my fucking monitors, they make it absolutely impossible to see a fucking thing. <laughs> I've got some very zoned sight problems. Fussy little eyes. It doesn't feel fair that we're, I'm two feet away from my monitor and mm-hmm. my webcam, so on your screen, I should technically be four feet away. How would my eyes deal with that? I don't know. They're your eyes. <laughs> yeah, ask them. Anyway, so because my death is imminent, I have now, I've made one of those videos that I, you give to the executor of the will and they can show it to your loved ones yes. and tell them what they get. I've used one of those old e one eight EVHS video cassettes, a bit of retro appeal. 
and I have recorded over my mum's Bergerax on it. So I hope there's nothing untowards after it, after I've ended <laughs> recording my will. What a coded reference to a <laughs> <Yes>. TV programme. <laughs> Not a spoiler, but it will make you think if you, if you end up watching that programme. <laughs> it's a spoiler in waiting. Yeah. Hang on cra- a minute. Crouching spoiler hidden lock. <laughs> it's very good. Hello! If you're reading... If you're hearing this, that means I'm dead. And what are you? Kill me! <laughs> no, no, I'm only joking. I died how I lived, full of piss and vinegar. Although, having said that, if I did die suspiciously, please do investigate that. Don't let that little joke get in the way in the dogged pursuit of justice. <laughs> Just in case you died full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> That's the only situation in which it's suspicious. <laughs> I'd never have both. Yeah. Oh, he's full of piss or vinegar, that one. (laughs) In fact, now I've thought of it, if anyone shouted, that's not true, and if it is, it certainly wasn't me when I said, and one of you killed me, and then they said, see, I told you no one killed him, which means it couldn't have been me when I said, I'm only joking, then definitely investigate them, because that's absolutely what I would do and say if I had murdered someone for a mystery inheritance and then all the other stuff that happened between now and then had happened too. Anyway, enough fun. Let's dish my shit out. First of all, to all the Beatles who kept trying to get into my mouth at night to get my lungs, (laughs) I leave them my lungs. (laughs) Because they've already got them. (laughs) Let's face it, after 40 years of trying to get down my neck and scissor bits off my segmental bronchus with their snapping head pincers, I guess they kind of deserve it. We did have some fun, though. My favourite attempt of theirs was when they all dressed up in little immaculate dungarees with A1 lung repair patches embroidered into them. If I hadn't had an emergent appointment at the body shop that day, they could have got into my trachea that night. So fair play, lads. Have a bit of lung. (laughs) (laughs) A bit of lung. (laughs) To Gavin. To Gavin, I leave my Skelexic set what goes around the whole house. My Skelexic set is the the coolest thing I own, and I'll leave it to Gavin because he was always my favourite. It will be installed in his house by my two largest men and it will go through every one of his rooms and the modified controllers will have an extra button on that makes the cars go bip on their little tutors. <laughs> All I ask in return is that he also takes my phone and on my birthday, he phones up everyone in my address book and plays the, this recording of me saying, Guess who's back, you stanky bag puss? Where's my surprise party? <laughs> If he fails to do this on any of my birthdays, my next two largest men will break into his house while he was out and reroute the scale trick set so it goes into his plumbing. So when he turns on his taps, only little cars come out and they will only change it back after he eats an entire toilet roll. To Steve. Speaking of Steve. No, speaking of toilets. i leave to steve my lifetime's arcane research into exactly what where it is that toilets go and in particular my medical research into post-flush regret syndrome which is surprisingly common amongst people who are in whatsapp groups where they share picture of turds what they have done (laughs) like we are in particular I would be honoured if you continued my work on a patented unsend system similar to that in Gmail, whereby you are given a grace period of 20 seconds during which you can unflush the toilet and get it back. (laughs) Get it back. (laughs) Pull up the flush plunger. (laughs) My conversations with Steve during my life on on this subject 
were always enlightening, even if a little bit frustrating, because he did sometimes come up with some rubbish, such as a fail-safe flush system featuring two flush handles on opposite ends of the bathroom that both have to be pulled at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do own two litter-picking claws, and I would definitely have used them to pull them both at the same time, Steve, so we're back at square one. Only now, I'm having to take a dump with a couple of litter-picking claws gaffer taped to my fists so I can pull the dual handles instead of having to call my boyfriend into the bathroom to help me flush. And how am I supposed to wipe my ass with a litter-picking claw gaffer taped to my fist? Is my boyfriend supposed to do that too? I hope my research helps you come up with some better ideas, Steve. Although most of my research is just photos of toilets with question marks felt tipped over all of them. <laughs> to Joseph Scrabbles, to Joe, my dearest Joe, my great walloping lummox boy, my inscrutable dingus, the lava to my pupa, the many pricks on my succulent. <coughs> to you, Joe, I leave the traditional family recipe of the Blythes for tooth soup. <laughs> what you've got to do, Joe... And please make sure that it's only you listening, because this yeah. is only for you. Is you've got to throw your head back and fill your mouth with Luke's warm water. Mm. Not too hot, not too cold. Did I hear Luke's warm water? <laughs> Believe yeah, it's it or from not, Luke. I tried to set up an OBS thing that if one of you noticed that, it came across with, I made you all think I think the phrase is Luke's warm water. <laughs> but I tried to create a virtual camera and it didn't send to this app, so it fucked up. <laughs> but thank you for letting me tell you that short story about how I won that interaction. <laughs> Brilliant. So what you've got to do, Joe, uh, you've got to make sure that only you're listening. So yeah. for you, yeah. Joe. Mm, so, Luke's warm water, not too hot, not too cold. Now shut your mouth and walk around town taking in the sights. Who's that fashionable lady? Oh, you're in Carnaby Street. Uh-oh, you tripped on a cobblestone and it nearly spilled out your mouth. Don't be a klutz. What's this? You're in an old-timey saloon and a hooligan boy is moving his fists around and saying, put him up, put him up. Mind he doesn't land a left jab on your kisser, or you might blurt out a cheek full of half-steep dental bisque in a barroom buoy on boo-boo, and that would never do-do. After eight hours, the water will be infused with the, unique, with the unique flavors of every single tooth in your mouth. Now put your head on the table and looking at the ceiling, open that mouth and sprinkle a kilogram of parsley, nature's teeth, into your wet, wet maw. Then wait for your neighbor's dog to walk in on its hind legs, lean over you, and lick your gob dry. Oh, Joe, this is a recipe for dogs. You can make it into a recipe for humans by buying some tomato soup from the shops. <laughs> Too bad. I leave a little peck on the cheek. And this is an open cask will... This is an open cask will reading, Matt. So come on in. Get in the coffin and kiss the cheek all nice while I tell you how much I'm enjoying it. Ooh, yeah. Oh, baby. And at this point... To stop the video, let me skip forward past that because that's just 10 minutes of me groaning and making <laughs> orgasm noises. And um, it kind of loses its impact when Matt's not actually doing it, I imagine. So, so that's it, really. Um, that's all I've got to give out, except the pub, which I'm leaving to Green King, and my £7 million, what I want in my coffin. Toodles, <laughs> love you. <laughs> I'm Logs Mum and I can queef the National Anthem. It is time for the next regular feature. 
Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. If you give us two pounds, we will eviscerate your human name and reviscerate you with a B name. Yes. Boys, I've heard about a little something, and I think this is quite new. (laughs) I am a tech journalist, and so I'm sort of privy to advance things like ChatGPT. Oh, are you I thought I'd feed every B name we've done into ChatGPT, and for the one episode only... You fed 10,000 B names into an (laughs) AI. (laughs) And this is what it said. To be fair, how many B names do we have? It's about 300. Fucking hell. <laughs> you poor bastards. Yeah. I think it's That's something 300 in the since we changed to BNAME 2.0. Yeah, there are like BNAME 1.0. Oh. Yeah, but we, didn't, we didn't repeat BNAMES from 1 to 2.0, did we? No. So Coco just came in. Oh, oh is Gav still there? Uh, no, Coco's staying with us. I'm just going to oh. close the door so she stays outside. Get the fuck out, Coco. <laughs> fucking little freak. <laughs> Steve's shorts. There are Steve's shorts. They are the shorts of an adventurer. He's a wild Thornbury, that boy. <laughs> He's such a wild Thornbury. And it's wild where it matters, if you know what I mean. Dick. Yeah, it's a of, <laughs> absolutely wild dick. It's anything. It's anything it needs to be to match the surroundings. It points to north. Magnetic north. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I just saying? What were we Don't saying? Know. We were just fixated on your shorts. Ooh. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it when you go ineffectual and cameras. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we have over three hundred B names. I'm going to feed them all into a into what I am assured is the most powerful AI engine on earth. And knowing very little about AI, I'm assuming this takes what two to three weeks. Well, it do. used to, and it oh. used to spit spit them out on a piece of paper that was. A3 in size. And it had dots <laughs> all the way down the sides. Yeah. Now it's down to A2. Wow. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the prompt? Are you guys a prompt people? Do you know how to come up with prompts for ChatGPT? I've no, never you tried to use like brackets and colons and stuff. No, it, you just use natural English language. So I'm going to say, uh, hello, ChatGPT. Good. Hi, Steve. <laughs> oh wait, is that ChatGPT? No, that's log answering. That wasn't ChatGPT. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> uh, no, we don't say. You don't need to say hello. Although it's nice to be polite. I'm just going to say yes. these are no, this. This is a list of B names. <laughs> of, of B names. Yeah, there we go. Because it's true. This is a list of B names. What if you said after that? Um, oh, by the way, we're a podcast. By the by way. The way we're a podcast that gives B names. <laughs> that gives B names to our Patreon supporters. Mm. Open bracket, whom we call readers. Nice. And bees. <laughs> and bees. <laughs> Please. Nice. Con- construct, con- concoct, con. Please create mm. uh, five, new, yeah, five new more. B names. Are we not going to say please give a B name? Please to please give a oh, Donatello yeah, Klemensky. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got to be based on their names. This is the list of B names. Uh, it's got to be say this is a list of B names based on 
human names. Mm. Please create a B name for Jason Parker. Okay, let me pull on the big chat GPT lever that starts the mechanism. DJ! Uh, chat GPT's back. It's got a B name for us. It's Jason Buzzer Parker. <laughs> oh, God. oh, no, chat GPT. I think that's the worst B name I've ever seen. I <laughs> and honestly. I've seen some bad ones. We've given some really shit B names <laughs> in How that list. I feel like my job's safe. Uh, unfortunately for Jason Buzzer Parker, that is your B name. <laughs> I, can, I feel like we should give Jason Buzzer Parker an alternative B name. Really? Okay. I just feel like you've signed up to hear three to four out of the five people on the podcast shit out something for That's you. That's true. They're excited. Jason Parker. Okay. Um, right. Let's. Okay. Humans v. AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll Please give a B name to Jason Parker, humans. Tight honey jar. Oh, <laughs> that's really good. There's an element of mystery in it. What's yeah. in the honey jar? Probably honey. <laughs> Probably there might honey. be other things. <laughs> you can have an empty honey jar. Tightly sealed. Tightly sealed. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the AI for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AI, yeah. please give a B name to Josh Johnson. Listen, this is going to be shit. Watch <laughs> if the AI does now. Here we go. Josh Johnson, the Buzzly B. Fuck's <laughs> sake. That what actually is... sounds suspiciously similar to one we have given. <laughs> but yeah, that would be an early days one, the Buzzly B boys. <laughs> the Buzzly B. I did say, can you do five more B names that are slightly offensive? And it says, sorry, I can't do that. I can't. I have to follow ethical <laughs> guidelines and I cannot give you offensive B names. Slightly offensive, it can't even do. You know what? I'm just not going to give it a prompt. I'm going to give it a list of B names and then to give it a blank space. Interesting. Wasp is a slur. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. DJ. Oh my God, it's creating endless B names. <laughs> Guys, it's done ten. It's done fifty. It's done twenty-five B names so far. It's not stopping. And some of them are great. Oh my god! Are they good? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys, we're fucked. These are amazing. Okay, well, what did you do different? This is the only episode where we can use them. Okay, go back. Save them. Cut them. Paste them, and send them all to us. The first two can get some of these B names. I'll give John. Uh, Josh Johnson uh, this B name and then I'm going to paste the rest to you and you can all have a look and see what they are and you can pick them out Uh, my girlfriend's a B she has a stinger and she's after me (laughs) (laughs) okay on I do want you on the uh, spreadsheet to mark that in bright red so that we know that it's not something we came up with because we can't take credit Okay. In the future, when we read out B names, it's, it's based on our work. It's it's only going based on things we've said. Oh God, I've put. A, if I ever get back to the BPD, and now I have to do a checkbox for whether it was AI generated or not. <laughs> uh, okay, you can dish these B names out to um, the oh the next couple God. of patrons. Uh, B name, please, for Ben Polden, the Silver Blowgun. <laughs> That's Why the name did for a they sting. come up with that? <laughs> the silver blowgun's great. It's really cool. The silver blowgun. A bee name, please, for Rich Piggott. John Doe Botulism. <laughs> <laughs> a 
I'd be named please for Alex Washtel. The barrage from the bees will be uneconomical. <laughs> be named please for Curly Hooligan. <laughs> Pissing on angels, drunk on honey pollen. Drunk on honey pollen. Now I'm going to swap that around. I'm going to do a little bit of editing. Drunk okay. on honey pollen, pissing on angels. Nice. I thought for sure you were going to pick the one above that log. An AIB name for Ian Cavell. Cavell. I bought half a dozen bees on eBay for my mum. eBay. <laughs> yeah, the... it could have gone eBay. That's how you know it's not us. I'm going to do one more just because this is AI and there's no effort involved. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm using it for nefarious purposes now, aren't I? Mm. One more, then, just for Chris Palmer. Gonna get my honey from the woolly jelly bear. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just point one out that feels like ChatGPT has stared into the future of an episode where we do that thing where we get hung up on something we've said in the episode and give it as a B name, even though it has nothing to do with bees. And that is... Leatherwork for the lady. <laughs> Leatherwork for the lady. Why has it come up with Leatherwork for the lady? And I can't even see know? that in my list. It's between Beeween the Limes and Honeyleaf Mead. One of, them, <laughs> one of these AIB names is Rally Bee Through the Crowd. Political Manifesto Affirmed. Also, it says Polishal. Polishal. <laughs> Yeah, we don't, any, we don't have any typos in our B names. No. Anyway, if you'd like your own organic B name next time, this was a flight of fancy with AI. I think people prefer them from our hearts. I, sorry, I only just saw put all your terrorists in a big B cage. <laughs> what was it using for this again? Just a list of all the previous B names. Yeah, and I just asked it to keep going. Oh, oh fuck. The Silver Blowgun. Yeah. Chocolatey Stinger. Drudge Stinger Sweet Revenge. <laughs> this is wicked. We promise, <laughs> even though they're so good, that we won't use this again. I think we should destroy Outwardly. this technology. Yeah. And uh, one person every week from now on forever is getting called John Doe Botulism. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like your own organic bee name, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing. As I said all this already, we'll be back next week. Oh, also, you get to go into the hive. That An AI cannot do that for you. you can, and there's uh, been two different behind-the-scenes posts during this very episode. There absolutely has. To gain access, there's a Discord, a Discord channel that is Patreon-exclusive. You got to be a B, and you got to have your B name up there. If you don't have a B name on the Discord, and you're waiting on one, let us know because I can come up with them really fast. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. <laughs> oh, this one's so good. I'm go- I need. I want to use it. Eminent pollinator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, they're crombinating. They're crombinating. Brackets. Crombies in the hive. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs>
<laughs> Ask it why it thinks that's funny because I need yeah, to know. Good. Yeah, that's. I'm going to say what idea. is crumbinating. <laughs> crumbinating, crumbinating. Crumbies in the hive, did you say? Crumbinating is the process of working together in a collective effort to bring a hive and its members closer together. It can involve collective problem solving, exchange of resources, and sharing experiences. It involves the members of the hive supporting each other in their individual growth and development in a collaborative, cooperative way. Is that a real word? Yeah, I was going to say, did you ask the AI this, or this did you say AI? It? Did it make that up? Crombinated. No, that is. Oh just my god, a... it has come up with a definition of crombinating that is in B logic. It's just made it up. Jesus. What's a crombie? Yeah, that's a lie. Crombie oh is a God. type of bee that lives in hives and works together with the other bees in the hive to accomplish a task. Crombies are social creatures and work together in a well-organized and efficient manner to keep the hive running smoothly and sustain the colony. What do you call a crombie who will not cooperate <laughs> with Zanzibar? The hive. <laughs> I've asked what is crombination. It says it does not appear to be a recognized word in the English language. So what yours done is created the word, defined it, now it believes it. Shit. A crombie who will not cooperate with the hive is called a lone bee. <laughs> um, oh, that's... What should be done with the lone bee? Yes, perfect. The lone bee should be encouraged to participate in the collective activities of the hive and should be supported in learning new skills and techniques that help the colony. What if the lone bee refuses your advances? Advance, advances? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Or what if the lone bee refuses to crombinate? If the lone bee refuses to crombinate, the hive should consider more drastic measures, such as expelling or even eliminating the lone bee from the hive. How would a hive eliminate a lone bee <laughs> through the process of external crombination. <laughs> what? <laughs> eliminate a lone a lone bee in a crombinative way. Yeah, in a in a crombinative method. <laughs> One method of eliminating a lone bee in a crombinative matter would be to try and convince a lone bee to join the hive by providing sources of information on how to be a productive member of the colony. No. Uh, I guess you eliminate him by removing his non-crombinative qualities. Yeah, he hasn't got the fun we want to have. No. Just write, how do you eliminate a bee? Violently. <laughs> Without regard to crombinatory considerations. <laughs> yes. If crombination is thrown through an empty hexagon. <laughs> If it's necessary to eliminate a bee without regard for crombination, the most effective way would be to use a method of exclusion. Exclude it from the hive, uh, exclude access to the hive by using a chemical or a trap. <laughs> 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 this should only be done as a last resort, however, as crombination is essential for the survival of a hive. And we all know that by being on the Discord channel, where crombination is the honey that makes the hexagons go round. Yes. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm going to be thinking about how it's invented a word and a definition for that word and then a philosophy around that definition. <laughs> Until next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs>